Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you very much for joining us. Those of you joining us shortly or already online, watching us live, thank you, thank you, thank you. And those who will be watching us on Catch Up later, thank you for making the effort to uh, join in with our activities here. Lovely gentleman to introduce you to you today, uh, Mr. Mike Robinson. I will hold my hands up. I am not thoroughly in depth with Mike's practices, but uh, the title for today's show is Practical Spirituality. Really grabbed my attention. Michael, or Mike, good Hi. afternoon, sir. Yeah, good afternoon. Thank you for giving us your time. It was so much appreciated. Uh, I did have a little look online and peruse the uh, your book that you had out, the, the True Dynamics of Life. Looked very, very interesting. Uh, and seen some of your online uh, broadcasts that you've done and really nice topic. You know, we are very much in an era though where our minds have been activated and we are full of questions. Uh, I always say there is no one question for everybody, no one answer even for everybody. But it's by exploring different people's ideas, per prospects, perspectives of what's going on that we all learn because, you know, if it feels good for us, that's wonderful. If it challenges us, that's even better in my view, because that means you've already got that perspective and enough of my waffling. Uh, I'm a great waffler, Mike. <laughs> I will hand over to you now, sir. Thank you very much. Thank you, Lawrence. Yeah. Yeah. Good afternoon. Would it be good morning or good evening, depending on when you're listening? Um, so I'd like to thank you all for attending. Where do we start? I suppose we always have to start at the beginning. One of the things that people have asked me over the years is, what am I here for? What's my life purpose? What's it all about? And to answer that question is quite simple on one level, but to understand it in reality is something different. And the answer is, you are here to spiritualize nature. And that people then go, what does that mean? And they go, well, like, you, whatever you are, the intelligent part of you, is living in a human body. And a human body is, if you like, a human animal. And that animal has animalistic tendencies. And so we come into this animal, if you like, this human. And while we're in this human, we spiritualize it. What do we mean by spiritualize? We, we calm it down, we tame it. And once it's been tamed, then we start to do what we came here to do, which is spiritualize other aspects of nature which may be other human beings, it may be some wild parts of nature that are on this planet. And then they say, well, what's my life purpose? And I say, well, that is your life purpose. You came here to spiritualize this planet. And so who is the you? So you come in here and you're in your body and you're living in your body, but something happened at the moment you were born, you started to become conditioned. Your parents started to to talk to you if you had parents or any situation was. And they started to talk to you and to tell you things. And they started to very slowly condition you depending on where you grew up, depending on what their beliefs were. And they passed those on to you. Now they were conditioned as well. And their parents were conditioned and conditioned and conditioned. And so we call this the ancient mind. And so the ancient mind is passed down from one person to the next, to the next, to the next. And so to find out who we really are, the first thing we have to do is perhaps shed who we are not. And that's what probably spiritual development is all about. 
It's about shedding the aspect of you that is not you. And so we have to look at what is conditioning. So depending on where you're born, it may be your religious belief. It may be your political belief. It may be the football team you follow. It may be netball team. It could be anything at all that has been added into your being. So you're quite open and these things just slowly work their way into your mind and they start to get you to think and to act and to see things from a certain perspective. So what is freedom? Freedom is when you understand that you've been conditioned like everyone else on this planet and you slowly start to decondition yourself. You start to observe for yourself what real and what is unreal. We call this observation without judgment. So what happens is you start to observe yourself and you observe other people and realize how the mind has become quite judgmental, quite opinionated in what it says and what it does. And so you start to look, so you look at yourself and you might say, okay, I did some crazy things when I was younger, when I was growing up. But can you observe those things without judgment? Some people may look at it and say, I had a tough upbringing. My parents gave me a real hard time or my friends did, my brother, my sister, people at school. Is it possible that rather than holding that as a judgment that you can now observe that without judgment? Because if you observe something without judgment, that means that you put love into the observed. In other words, I'm looking at somebody that may have harmed me or I had an opinion that they harmed me when I was younger. And then I start to just observe them. The truth of the observed starts to reveal itself. Start to see what was actually going on in that person. What was going on in me at that time. It's like you're beginning to understand the nature of who you are, the nature of who others are. And so that's the key to freedom is to observe without this judgment. So there's a little thing there. Yeah, so someone's they're already putting back to me what I actually said, which is that um, you, we do, we, we become free, to set ourselves free. And that's really the key, isn't it? It's the self-understanding, the self-knowledge and that self-freedom. So one way of working with observation about judgment is to go into nature. If you go into nature and you observe a tree, and don't let the mind do it. it's like, oh, it's a tree, it's a pine tree, it's this, it's that. Just keep observing and let your thoughts come to the forefront. And just let them flow out and carry on observing, carry on observing. What happens is that gradually all those thoughts disappear. And then there's no separation between you and the tree. That you become one, that you're actually observing that tree. And then something goes on, you can start to feel things inside of you. You feel a change, you feel a connection with that tree. Now, if you can do it to a tree, then you should be able to do it to other people. So the next time you're with someone, observe them and watch what your mind is doing. Watch, is it forming opinions or judgments? Is it making things nice? Is it making things bad? What, what is going on? And you just observe and just watch. Let those thoughts go, let them go, let them go. And then you start to become one with the person, the observed, you becoming one with that person. When you're one with a person, it, sometimes it can make people a little uncomfortable at first because it's almost like you become vulnerable, you become open. And it's in that openness that all the understanding of life comes to you. I hope you're all with me on this one, it's still going. Right, so it, it's, that's how you get to know you and that's how you get to know anyone else. Because the key to freedom on this planet is self-knowledge. And it's only self-knowledge that can set you free. We call this planet the planet of oceans. 
And when you think about it, everything that you do is affected by your emotions. So what are these emotions? Well, we talk about fear, we talk about anger, we talk about pride, we talk about jealousy. And the root of all of them, right down there at the bottom, is the fear. The fear of what? It's many things that you can be frightened of, and some of them are so subtle. And it's beginning to understand, how do I get to the root of this fear? How was it embedded into me? Where did I first pick up this thought? Where this feeling, because remember, thoughts and um, emotions are feelings. There's a feeling linked to it. And so when we start to observe ourselves, we start to observe and realize how emotionally we have been suppressing feelings, that we've been storing things inside our body. Every time you've had a negative thought, judgment, and opinion, and you can imagine throughout our life, we go through thousands of them. We store those in memory. And that memory is stored in our mental memory bank, but it's also stored in our body. The majority of pain and suffering on this planet is because of that. We did not come on this planet to suffer. That's the side effect of our conditioning. We came on here to love and to be loved. There's no other reason for us being here. Suffering seems to be a side effect because we don't know ourselves. We've forgotten why we came here. In spirituality, they say that we came through the ring past knot. It's like a ring of energy. When you move through it, you forget everything and you start your journey again. Because it's the planet of emotions, it's through the emotions that we can begin to know ourselves and understand ourselves. I think it was Buddha who said that desire is the cause of all suffering. So you have to say, right, what did he mean by that? And so you think, well, okay, I desire a fast car. Why am I going to suffer? Well, because I probably got to work my, <clears throat> my thing off to get the money to get that fast car. Then I want to know, why do I want that fast car? Is it for my ego? Remember, still desire, linking to the ego. Is it to satisfy that part of me? Is it because there's a fear of feeling that I will be less without it? I have to really look at what emotion is behind any of my desires. Is there an emotion there? And some people often say to me, well, can you live without desire? Well, that's a tricky one, isn't it? So what you have to understand is that with desire, it's important to have no attachment to an outcome. And that's where the pain comes, because people often desire this and desire that. And when they don't get that desire fulfilled, they start to suffer. They start to feel uncomfortable. They're upset. The blame begins and all sorts of things that go on from this mind of ours. And so through self-knowledge, you start to look at yourself and you see how many times you don't say what you're really feeling because you're frightened. You don't speak out, you hold back. Other people express all of those un unexpressed emotions as anger. It's a way of blurting out and getting things out and then suddenly feeling guilty words and putting all those thoughts and feelings back inside again. So when you start to observe yourself, you say, right, okay, desire is the cause of all suffering. And can it mean all suffering? And if so, what, what have my desires brought me? My desire for peace, my desire for freedom. It's important to really get in there and look at yourself and understand yourself. What, what, what are my desires? What do I desire? And why do I desire it? And then we look at the root, which is, as we said earlier, is fear. What is fear? Where, how does it get into the mind? How, how has it got into us? And as we said earlier, it's through conditioning. What we've seen in every single person that I've ever met so at some point when you were young, something happened to you where you felt your first point of pain. And because of that first point of pain, that was <clears throat> when you realized you come on this planet to love and be loved. But at some point, something was shown to you that lacked love. 
Sometimes that can be a shock. You might have been hit, you might have been smacked, you might have been shouted at, you might have been bullied. It could have been abuse. And something happened in nearly every human being, usually between the age of, I'd say, zero and seven, where there's a shock, where you're experiencing non-love. When you experience that non-love, you start to react in a certain way. Then your body starts to build up a defense so that you don't have to do that again. It tries to avoid it. And once you start down the path of avoidance, that's when you start to build your character and your personality. But all of that character and personality isn't you. You are beyond all that. You are beyond the fear. You're beyond the anger, beyond all of these things. And so understanding yourself and how you react emotionally is, is the key to your freedom. Again, it's self-knowledge, isn't it? Like, I know I'm fearful. That's knowledge. I've understood that I am fearful. When I was younger, I didn't always speak out. I didn't always say what I saw. That's self-knowledge, isn't it? I'm finding out about me. No one's having to tell me I'm seeing it. And that's the key to all of your freedom. It's about watching yourself, understanding yourself, being very aware of what you do and how you do it. <clears throat> One of the big questions people often ask me is, do you meditate? And my answer would be, no, I don't, because I'm too busy meditating. <clears throat> and what I'm really saying is that when you start self-observation, self-awareness, you're always observing, which is what meditation is, isn't it? It's about being aware, coming aware of yourself and your surroundings. Not trying to suppress anything, not trying to escape or run away from anything, but just being who you are. And that's another key to your freedom, isn't it? It's like I'm watching myself, I'm understanding who I am. I can see that I'm frightened, I can see that I get angry, I can see that I'm jealous. But you know, none of that's negative. It's not positive either. It's dead stuff. And that's the observation without judgment, because I don't see jealousy, fear, or anger as being good or bad. It's jealousy, fear, and anger. So when I'm observing myself without judgment and opinion, I can say, okay, I realize I'm angry. I'm not good for it. I'm not bad for it. I'm just angry. And I want to know where that anger comes from. Where did it start? And then I get to the root of the anger, and I go underneath, I see the fear. I'm frightened of expressing myself. I don't say what I feel. I don't, I don't get things out of me and I let them to build up and that's what you do you, through that observation you begin to see right okay I've realized I'm jealous jealousy isn't good it's not bad it's jealousy and so it's saying right okay I can see that all this is going on inside of me and this is what makes me who I am but it's not my deeper am and that's what I want, want to get to is who really am I and as I said you came on this planet to spiritualize nature not to get caught up in it so many get caught up in the aspect of being human. You watch humans when they're maybe going into their teenage years and into the 20s, very similar animalistic potential inside of them, that they want to gang up, that they want to do crazy things, that they disturb the peace around the family unit, etc. And you go and watch Pride Alliance and you'll see them doing the same thing. You see some young ducks young dog maybe cats but all go for the same thing so the animal tendency is in that human being that you've come in to occupy to spiritualize once you calm down all the wildness all the animal stuff it's then that you get into getting into an inner peace you start to see yourself for who you are you're not running anymore you're not trying to hide anymore you start to see it when i was very young i was very shy and i thought what is this shyness I'm probably, I was very lucky that I was clairvoyant, I was born clairvoyant, and I've been able to see things all my life, but sometimes seeing things with no one there to confirm what you're seeing can have an effect, and uh, you can see 
the anger in people. You can see the violence in people. You can see the fear in people. And it's just through observation that you see it. But not knowing what to do with it is something completely different. So for my own personal life of seeing it and understanding it, took quite a long journey and then knowing what to do with it. What do you do with that? You've got that vision, you can see what, what's it all about. And then getting to a point where I shut everything down, that I didn't really want to have that vision. I wanted to go off an adventure. I was brought up in a very suppressed um, life, brought up in children's homes. So I wanted to go off and do crazy things, which I did for quite a while. But inside there was still that inner knowing that you have to listen, that I had to listen to me and find out who I was. And there's that concept, they will say, I'll listen to you in a voice. And hundreds of people all say, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. There's lots of books about it, listen to you in a voice. And what it does, it starts you on a process where you start to actually listen to what's actually going on inside your mind. And the more you listen, you start to observe. And you can often, you'll hear your mother speaking, you might hear your grandma speaking, granddad, you might hear the school teacher speaking. You start to realize that the fabric of the mind is very sensitive. And all of these things that are said to you are imprint, printed into your mind and into your being. Some you'll accept, some you reject. And it's that understanding of how this mind works. I'll give you an example. If I was to start talking to you about my aeroplane journey and how my experience at an airport went on, at the same time I mentioned the word aeroport, aeroplane, from your memory bank will come up all your memories, your stories, linked to my aeroplane, my airport story. And what a lot of people do is that before I can finish my airport story, I'm hearing your one. And so it's a, almost like you're, I've used that word as key, as a magnet. It's drawn from you, your airport story. And you may wait till I finish my airport story and you might try to trump my airport story with yours being perhaps more dramatic. I'm just giving you an, an example. The next time you're having a conversation with people, listen to the key words that bring up your story, the story that you wish to put out. And see if you can hold back your story and just continue to listen to the person. Because that's the key. The problem is that often we start thinking, people speak, rather than actually listening. And when we start thinking, we're analysing, we're comparing. Like your aeroplane stories come up. It's there, it's in your mind, and you can't wait to get it out to join, rather than actually just sitting there and listening, totally listening. And so there's another little key, isn't there? It's important to listen because, as I said, when, to me, meditation is listening. It's I'm listening to my mind. I'm listening to the silence. And in that silence, everything is there. You can see it all. And some people see visually, like I see color visually around people. I've known a lot of uh, clairvoyance, healers, etc. They don't sort of see color, but they feel color. They know what the color is by feeling. And a lot of them have exactly the same sense that I do. So I'm seeing perhaps the color blues, yellows, and greens around someone, feeling the color blue, yellow, and green. And so feeling, seeing, sensing, hearing, listening, th these are all your senses that you are using to be here on earth. It's important to allow them to be free because everyone has that gift inside of them. So I said, you didn't come here to suffer, to get caught in this mess. And that's what we're in now. It seems to be we're in a mess where people don't know. And there's so many ideas and philosophies to supposedly get us out of the trap that we put ourselves in. The idea is let go of that. Let go of everything and allow something much deeper to take control of you. And that deepness, that thing is intelligence, isn't it? Some people might label it God. They might name, name it spirit, whatever. But in the end, it's an intelligence. It's an intelligence that starts to take over your life 
but you have to be attentive <clears throat> to hear it, to understand it. And you start to rely on feelings. You get a feeling to go into a shop, go in that shop. You might see that bargain dress, a bargain trousers, pair of shoes, whatever. It's You trust that feeling. But if you've already got in your mind an opinion, oh, I hate that shop, it's too expensive, you're not going to find that bargain. You're not going to find that perfect dress, that perfect pair of trousers. It's a matter of being able to listen to yourself all the time because as soon as you've got a judgment, so my judgment is I don't go in that shop, it's too expensive. It's my opinion, isn't it? And that opinion isn't intelligence, it's just me, just the way I think. And it's getting to the root of us, it's saying, okay, I'm going to really listen to my feelings. And suddenly stuff starts happening. So that dress, what really happened? Did you go to the dress or did the dress come to you? Did that pair of trousers come to you, that pair of shoes, whatever it is? And putting it into our daily life, because spirituality can be quite complex, but it's not. It's about living, it's about breathing. It's about just being you. We're here on the earth. Like I said, we have a reason for being here. We've just got caught up and stopped fulfilling that reason. We stopped spiritualizing nature. We stopped loving because we didn't understand what love was. Love is just being. It's just a matter of just looking. I don't do readings now like I used to, but the idea of concept of reading was that whoever sat in front of me was to just observe them without judgment. And as soon as you start observing them, you start seeing things. They just start revealing the nature of that person. But what I was really looking for in a strange way was anything that lacked love. Because if it lacked love, I wanted you to talk to them about it, to have a word about that. I wanted to find out what wasn't love. Because if you get rid of what isn't love, what's left must be love. That's the key, isn't it? It's another key that on your journey, <clears throat> get rid of what isn't love. So how do we do that in our lives? There are a couple of things that you can do, a couple of tools that you might be interested in. One of them, the first one is speak out, say whatever you feel inside, let it come out. Now, sometimes when you're letting it come out, what's coming out is your opinion, your belief, your judgment. And you let that go out, but you observe yourself when you're speaking. And after you've spoken it, you realize that that was a bit crazy. That was stupid. That's my belief. That was <laughs> that lack love. That was just what it was. And another way to get all that out is that when you're feeling tense, you're feeling upset, angry, whatever's going on, fast write. And fast writing is where you get yourself a pad and you can go, I'm really frustrated. You know, work is rubbish. My relationships have gone to pop, whatever. And you start off with a sentence, whatever sentence is there in that moment. And you start really writing very, very fast. You write whatever comes into your mind. Doesn't matter whether it makes sense, doesn't matter whether it's just crazy stuff. You just keep writing, writing, writing. And then the more you write, the more you empty yourself out. Because remember, this is the key to empty yourself from the part of the past. You'll suddenly get to a point where the brain will go very quiet, the mind goes quiet, and you get a there's a side leaf that this energy that was frustrating you has gone. Because in the midst of that fast writing, you tend to see what has caused that issue in your life anyway. It's a way of emptying that. So if you ever want to clear yourself, if you ever get stuck, oh, why isn't this job working? Write it down and then just let the mind go. Write it fast. Don't bother about four stops, commas, capital letters. Just write. And if it doesn't come out as words on paper, just scribble. Just get it out, out, out. So the key to finding out who you are, first thing you have to do is get rid of who you are not. It's about shedding those bits of you that were no longer you, they're no longer needed for this part of your journey. Maybe another key, I might have to actually get 
Lawrence will put a link up to this, but I'll explain it roughly to you. We have the process and it's called the 1122s. 1122 is seen as key doorways. And what you do is you think of a sentence. So let's say what's your issue uh, in life, maybe it's health. So if, you if, it's, if it's a health issue, you write down the sentence, I am well and healthy. If it's a financial issue that you've got, you could put money flows to me in a positive and abundant right now. Could be if your issues around your spirituality, you know, I'm at peace with myself and the world. Even if you're angry, you want to get anger, I'm at peace with myself and the world. Fearful, I express myself fully in every moment. And what you do is you write that sentence down on a piece of paper. And after you've written it down, you write down everything that comes in your mind until you get a blank. It's slightly different than fast writing. And when there's a blank in your thoughts that you're writing, you write the sentence again. I'm at peace with myself and the world. Then you, the mind throws up loads more stuff. And you keep writing it all the way down until you've done the sentence 22 times. Do that for 11 days. Now, what you'll find is as you go through a process, little short memories that are locked away inside of you, issues that you thought were an issue, maybe it was just an opinion that you formed when you were at school or something happened, that will all bubble up and it will start to come out of you. And so you're starting to empty yourself, empty yourself, and you're becoming more and more clear. Someone's put one, I'm loved and full of light, is favorite. Yeah, that anything, what you've got to use, you're using a positive sentence to get at the negative. You're not, <clears throat> a lot of people say you have to think positive, but you're thinking positive, but often you're putting those positive thoughts on top of negative thoughts, in other words, negative beliefs. So what you're saying, oh, instead of looking in the mirror and saying, oh, I look ugly, I'm now saying I look great. But that original thought is still inside of you. And what we need to do is to bring this right out. We need to get that, that thought that originally said you were ugly. That's got to get out of your being because it's still running around in the background somewhere stored in your cells, in your memory, in your energy field, your aura, etc. So the idea is to empty out all of that stuff so that what's inside of you is just the truth, that ability to observe without the judgment, as we said. And that's your key. That's the, the thing that can set you through, free. So the 1122s is a way of you deciding, right, okay, I've got a health issue, so I'm going to do I'm well and healthy. I'll tell you my story is when we put this together, I was 25, 30 years ago now. Um, I was doing the I'm well healthy, and I got to about day eight, and I will say that, probably about day eight, sentence 12. And all of a sudden, the memory came up that when I was in the children's home, I was abused. And all of the memory around that abuse came up, and I'd all looked at it before, but I obviously hadn't got to the root of it. Now, as this memory of the abuse came up, it came out as pure memory, pure feeling. And I'd always had a little ache in my stomach every now and then. I could feel a little knot that I couldn't get to. And suddenly that knot undid. And when it undid, it was almost like I could feel the energy rise up. And also a smell to it, a scent. It was really strange. And it came right out of me and I could see everything that happened. And I was just writing it out. The tears, emotions all came up. It all came bubbling out of me. And all of a sudden, in the same breath, this is, I have to tell you it this way, I saw something this man in Egypt who abused me he was in Egypt and also saw me chasing him in Egypt and I suddenly thought I wonder if this is karma I wonder if this is what karma is I wonder if there were past lives and I chased this guy and in this life he chased me and I had to lock myself in a cupboard to get away from him I wonder if there was something that was linked now in that moment because I observed it without judgment because the way it just blew up in my mind and everything was there I observed it without judgment. Suddenly, it was all gone. The pain was all gone. 
There was no emotion in that abuse anymore. It was no longer locked inside my body. Everything was gone. I was free of my past. I don't know if you can understand that. So it, it's a technique that if you use it, you've, you'll find that if there's anything hidden or hiding inside of you, you can get it out of you and you get your freedom again. The freedom to be yourself. Okay. And then what else do we want to talk about? We want to talk about life at the moment. And a lot of people are saying, well, you know, there's this virus going around, there's this and that. Some people say it's fake, it's not real. Some people are saying, oh, it's this, it's that. It's quite strange because when you look at the health of a person, nowadays, when, when I look at energy, you see the health or you see the etheric body, you, see, you, see, you can see these things. And what we understand, which is coming in from science, we've always known this about nutrition and eating correctly, is that we have a, a thing that some of you may already know about now, the microbiome. And the microbiome is your, it, you're more bacteria, if you like, than you've got cells in your body. And within that microbiome are held viruses. So you hold viruses inside your body. Has ever had um, herpes, a cold sore? You'll notice that sometimes you don't get a cold sore for however long. And one day you eat some peanuts or something and it sets it off. Now that herpes virus was already in your body and it was behaving itself. It was controlled and it was sitting there. Some people may have the chickenpox virus and you may have caught chickenpox when you were younger. You never got rid of the virus, you just contain the virus. The virus lives inside of you and it's locked away. And, and the thing that's holding it in place is it's in your microbiome, it's the bacteria. So you have a balance of bacteria and viruses and microbes and all that all living inside you you also have it living on your skin you have your microbiome of the skin and all of this energy all of this um what we're going to call it microscopic stuff is living around you you also know that there are various um coronaviruses they're also living a human and they live in animals they live in cats and dogs and every, basically every animal and these viruses just sit there and what happens is what keeps your microbiome healthy is your diet and nutrition. They call it the gut health nowadays, that you have to make sure you've got your probiotics, you've got to have your prebiotics, you, you need to make sure you've got your vitamins and minerals. Now, if you keep that energy body in harmony, in balance, there's a greater possibility that the microbiome won't receive or release what's inside your body. It won't release the virus. It won't release your herpes, it won't release your, your chicken pox and you get shingles. It won't release these things, it will just keep everything in order, in balance. And the microbiome really is your mind, it's your mind is linked to the microbiome. And so a lot of what's going on now is stirred up a lot of fear for people and some of people are very frightened. And other people are very angry and very rebellious and I'm not gonna wear a mask, I'm not gonna do this, I'm not gonna be controlled, I'm going to. And, and I have to get to the root of it, it's, it's like saying, from a spiritual viewpoint, what is it really all about? Now, the people who are in rebellion, I would say 2,000 years ago, a very wise person who was on the planet, one was asked something about linked to the government, particularly the Romans, and he used a sentence and he said, give unto Caesar what is Caesar's. In other words, it's none of my business. I've got to be about my father's business. I'm here to understand me to be with me it's not my job to rebel and shout and get angry in front and, and go crazy my job is to be myself because if i've spiritualized me then that gives me a better chance of spiritualizing anything else that needs to be spiritualized and that's everybody's task whether you know it or not that's why you're here you're here to do that 
because as we said earlier, you didn't come here to suffer. We didn't come here to get caught up in all of this. We didn't come here to go off and fight the governments and fight wars. That's all violence. That lacks love, Total, totally lacks love. So some says to me, well, you've got to wear a mask to go on a planet. Okay, give unto Caesar what Caesar's. I don't have an issue with it. It's not my fear. I'm not living in their fear and I'm not avoiding it. I'm not going to fight it. I'm going to see it for what it is. And I think that's really important for all of us is observe all this without judgment. Can you understand it? It's your, as soon as you start observing it, it changes. I'm not seeing the government as being good or bad. I'm seeing them as being the government. And I might look at some of it and think, well, that's absolutely crazy, but I'm still just observing. I'm not saying that crazy as in it's negative. I'm saying this is what's happening. We're in this world at this moment for a reason. Why do you think you're down here and all of this is going on, creating all this chaos and madness? And yet you can step back from it and be caught in it. Go out and enjoy your walk. Enjoy meditation if it's constant. Enjoy that listening to yourself. Enjoy coming on here and listening to the mediums and the, the, the teachers and this. Just, just allow yourself to be you. Don't get caught up in all the, the fear, the worries, the doubts. If, you're, if, you, if your immune system is compromised, why not take the precaution? It can take a while to rebuild your immune system if it's run down. You know, you don't know where, like I said earlier, first point of pain happened inside of you that caused you perhaps to have an issue to cause you to suffer. And as I said, we didn't come here to suffer, we came come here to end suffering. We're not supposed to be on this planet suffering. That is not what we came here for. It's a side effect of what's happening. And some are saying, am I a hypnotherapist? No. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you are saying resonates from my hypnotherapy training parts therapy. And that may well be so actually, uh, Fiona. Um, I think what it is, is that when you start to understand yourself, you'll see that a lot of these things that we think they are inside of us. And it's that, it's the more you look at you, just that, that's where you know it. Like I say, it is, it's, someone's just said, well, just, just be and enjoy it, exactly. That's exactly it. Enjoy your cooking, enjoy your food. There's no reason for it to be bad. Now, if you are in a situation where you're struggling financially, try and get to the root of it. How did this come about? What's gone on in here? Maybe it was an illness, maybe it is. But you can still go back to that process, I told you, 1122s. And you can get to the root of it and get it out of you, bring yourself back to balance. Obviously, people are being thrown into um, oh, what you say some kind of chaos because they don't really know what to happen. My wife today, she had to go and meet somebody who was basically told she's not to see anybody by her doctor. She feels good, her immune system's good, she feels healthy, but she's at an age where they're saying, no, you need isolation. And the isolation's kind of got at her a bit. And it's a bit like, I don't know what this is all about. I just want to get out and see people, I want to talk to people. And so my wife managed to get over to see her today and had a good chat, spent some time chatting outside an issue because that's what was expected. But, but there's this sense that that's where we need to be. We need to be out communicating. I get we can do the two meter thing. Why not? What's the issue with it? Actually, when you understand energy and the frequencies and your aura, two meters is pretty good, actually. Meters okay as well. There's a sense of you can pick up more feeling from a distance. It's suddenly when you're swamped by someone, it's hard to find you in the midst somewhere. So it's about understanding that's what your energy is doing all the time, is picking up things. It's picking up and giving out, picking up and giving out. Now, if you're in that part of yourself where you've got to the root of you, then you'll be much more giving than you are picking. Yeah, someone's asking for the 1122s for the Facebook page. Yeah, I'll put it up for you um, shortly after. I'll get Lawrence to do it. 
Yes, no problem. Mike, this is enthralling. Yeah. Really <laughs> is absolutely enthralling. Uh, resonating so many levels and what you were saying uh, is so interesting. You know, we were talking before um, the live feed. You know, I'm always very mindful of why we're here, but there are so many interesting things. And one of them is if we're we're all in this global network, we're all in this psychic field and we're all hearing what we're thinking and we're saying what other people are thinking because we're all getting linked up. It's absolutely astounding. Mm, definitely. I think that's what we things, aren't they? And that if people can put out a positive thought or they can put out a negative thought. And everything that you do is is put in uh, like something into the world. You're putting something into the world and it's being conscious of what are we actually putting into this world. And it's really important to understand that really for, for what, what am I putting into this world? I'm responsible for my actions, no one else is. I'm responsible for my thoughts. I'm responsible for my my communication because it gave me a chance to look at what life was really like. I grew up with people who had really difficult situations, and they who 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 have suffered and have seen some really crazy things in their life. And you can watch how they become rebellious and they rebel against the system. Many of them might go into drugs or they go into alcoholism or or they just lose it. But so many more can you come back and it, it's about observing yourself without that judgment just gives you that freedom. Wonderful. Some uh, lovely comments coming in. You've, you've got a fan here and a wonderful name, Devon Aria. Forgive me if I've uh, mispronounced that. Um, but yeah, she's uh, definitely on board with everything going on today. Absolutely wonderful. Uh, some nice comments, uh, just confirmations of what you're saying there. Uh, Jamie Williamson was just saying to be in the world, but not of the world. When you were talking earlier about keeping your stability within uh, and without getting phased by the external. Absolutely wonderful. Absolutely. Just looking through just some of the comments there. There was a question came up and bear with me, everybody. Just a statement here. Lovely Fiona Parry Dodd, absolutely top notch healer. Absolutely top notch healer. There we go. And somebody, bless her heart, I think has put up the or Is this the correct link, Mike, for the 11.22, which everybody is uh, talking about? Yeah, I think that's the website link. I actually put the 11.22 for you. So if you go onto that website, if it's still visible after the workshop, <laughs> um, and website, and then down the bottom of the first page, You'll see techniques, I think it says, and you click on there and you can look at the 1122 technique. Lovely. Absolutely lovely. Thank you, Marion, for putting that. 
Yes, yes. I'm, I'm well impressed. We've got people working very hard on the sidelines here. Bless you all. <laughs> oh, there, there we go. Good old Jamie. The source of your inspiration. <laughs> mm. Yeah, he's after, it's he's intelligence, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. To, to define it is to say it's an intelligence. It's it's a matter of listening. It's a matter of being aware. A matter of observe, all that observation without judgment. It's it's suddenly you start to see the reality of things, and in that reality, so many things are revealed. And like you said, it's like being you're on the earth and you're living here, but it's understanding why you're here. Well, how do you know that? Is observe it, observe it without judgment, and you start to see the root of everything. It's all there through self-observation, for observing everybody else, observing nature, it, you begin to understand it. You realize what you're doing down there. So someone's just saying, I'm working on the positive, so how do you throw out the negatives that remain running around? And that's, that's the technique of the 1122s, is to help you rid yourself of that. And it's also the fast writing that I spoke about earlier, is to empty yourself of that. And also by speaking out, saying exactly what you feel, speaking out in the moment, not holding back, seeing if you hold back. And it's about allowing all of that to move through you. So there's another one there. What do you feel about raising the vibration in the fifth dimension? All you have said is preparation for that. All you have said is preparation. Right. I, some of the issue that you have when you when I speak and what we're saying to people is a lot of people don't really know. And I, so I'm not sure that we're going to a fifth dimension. I think we can't even solve this one down here at the moment. We haven't even solved our current suffering. And suddenly people want to be somewhere else. But until we're here now, this point is going anywhere else. We, we have to solve it here. Like I said, we came here to spiritualize nature. So this is where it has to happen. And that's why I sometimes, um, question you know it's like i could have energy and auras and things like that but not everyone sees the energy in the aura not everyone sees the spirit and what knows about life and death people want to know about death but they don't want to know about life and and it's really important that we start to understand about life life is really important we came here to live we didn't come here to die dying is just a side effect at the end of the human bit you know and it's um it, it, it's like a, you, getting to really know yourself is that key. And so until we solve it here, there's no point in escaping and going on to another dimension. It's not really about that. It's about bringing who you are fully here. Because when you come here, intelligence comes here. And once that intelligence is here, then everything else stops. It's, like you said, it's unconditional love. It's, it's that freedom. There is no condition there. It's just you being you. Fascinating, absolutely fascinating. I'm a very big um, follower of, I see it with uh, various people, various techniques and styles, and it, the focus is very much on the destination. Uh, but to me, that destination is only achieved and built by the process of journeying to it. I think, you know, we the going within is a marvellous technique. I said myself about six weeks ago online, it's really weird. I am Mr. Organised, you know, spontaneity is fine as long as it's well planned and prepared. <laughs> but now I'm just, it's just happening. 
I, I, I can't, I'm doing it a misjustice here. It's, everything just happens around me. I've, I'm like, do you know what? It works. It works so well. But just that being here in the now is wonderful. You keep going quiet, Mike. Yeah. I'm not it's, sure it's, if, you're see, if you look at a lot of the new <laughs> Yeah. Right. Can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. If you listen to a lot of the new age stuff, it's all about escape. It's all about channeling something or bringing something here. But what you're doing, you're listening to something external rather than listening to something internal. And I think that sometimes that can create confusion for people because people are seeking knowledge, they're seeking information. They want to know about this and that. Like I said, you want to know about death. We've got to find out about life. And then you realize that life and death are exactly the same thing. If you're at peace here, you're going to be at peace in death. If you're confused here, you're confused in death because you can understand that the link between life and death. Because as we know, you, it's not you that's dying, it's just your body. That's the animal that you took on. You've let go of the animal. Now, where are you? Now, if you're confused here, you're confused there. So the idea is to end the confusion so that you can understand what life is really about, understand what... You've got to stop separating things. And that observation about judgment is you're not separating anymore. It's not good and bad. That doesn't... And you observe it, and you, when I see the violence and the madness that may be caused by religion, political, utter madness, isn't it? And it's like, but observe it, and I can see why they do what they do. You can see how the conditioning, you can see what it's brought onto them. But it, 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 it's just violence. It's, and that's that freedom. Very much. Mike. That's why we you... say be here now. Be here in this moment. Never mind about out there. Never mind about the future. I've lost you there. Mm. Yeah, Mike. Um, unfortunately, we're having a few connection issues here, my friend. Um, so I think we probably best curtail today because, you mm -hmm. know what, I am fascinated by what you're saying, but probably the same as everybody who is viewing, getting quite frustrated that we're missing some of the um, your words. Absolutely, you know, really are hitting home on so many levels. There mm -hmm. is an offer here from a lady that I was going to make to you anyway. Lovely. Will we be able to listen to you again, please, as we go forward? Where would these uh, wonderful people watching today be able to hear more of you and share more of your understandings and teachings, sir? Different things we could do. I mean, we can either set up another Skype here and I do a course which we call the membership. It's we don't where people can come in uh, and they can sign up and we do. Um, a workshop every uh, once a month. Then we, we have a, a Facebook wall which people can connect to throughout the month. We get set tasks. That's one way of connecting. Um, we travel quite a bit. So we're, whatever we see at the moment, the traveling is curtailed slightly. Next one will probably be a big group in Greece, um, in Patmos. That's one we're planning. Oh, we're, we're... And then we travel around 
but now a lot of it is online. So if you are interested, you could, um, I'll put my Facebook page and that way we'll let you know when talks are coming up or anything else is coming up. That would be absolutely wonderful, Mike. Mike is such a shame. Read a couple of these again. Yeah, technology is a bit conspiring against us. Um, it's such a shame. I'm so enjoying okay. hearing what you're saying. And it's all about perspectives, isn't it? If I say that chair is blue, somebody else will say it's greeny. You know, it's a chair at the end of the day. The truth is it's a chair, regardless of how we view it. And what you're saying is ringing away on so many levels within me. And I know by the comments, so many people. We will definitely set up, if you are willing, to uh, have another session. When we come off air, uh, I'll give you a couple of suggestions, maybe just to help you with the internet connection there to get a bit more stable. I've had to take a degree in internet connection at <laughs> this time. <laughs> Sir, I'll leave you to do just a few closing words, if you may, please. Okay. Well... What can I really say? Say thank you for inviting me on. And thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for Susan putting me in touch with Lawrence. And thank you, Lawrence. And if there's a key, it's going, to, it's going to be listen, isn't it? It's going to be listen. Observe without judgment. And remember, you came here to love. And that was your sole purpose, was just that. You came to spiritualize your being. So thank you all. And I look forward to speaking to you all again. Mike, absolute brilliant. I, I so enjoy today. Really do and really look forward to uh, acquiring some more of your thoughts and insights. Uh, for those of you watching today, if you have been a little bit frustrated by the uh, connection issues, I do often find that once the video is available on the church Facebook page on the videos tab, that the um, software actually takes out some of the interruptions so you may well be able to pick up and hear it more fluidly thank you all for joining mike thank you so much for giving your time today and your knowledge brilliant absolutely brilliant uh we will say a very farewell <laughs> to you <today>. whoopsie <laughs> we'll say farewell to you all today uh those of you who may be interested on sunday we will have our first ever live streamed service from the church uh there will be no internet interaction um so we won't be doing as it has been with comments coming in we will not be able to view that but you may are you more than welcome to sit there and join in and you can live stream and watch our service with David and Irene Jackson this Sunday, three o'clock on the church Facebook page. Mike, I'd like to invite you, please, just to say a fond farewell to everybody. If we can get you off of mic. There we go. No, yeah. see. Oh, there <laughs> yeah, we go. Goodbye, everybody. And <laughs> look forward to speaking to you soon. Mike, thank you so much. Brilliant. Done. Yeah, everybody watching, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Lord. Talk to you soon.